Listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. That's right, the Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gandia, Mike's wingman, and there he is, dancing to the music. Mike North, how are you, my friend? Bulls win, Bulls win. I'm Chuck Swirsky. <laughs> that is the funniest stuff I've ever seen. He is hilarious with those dances. <laughs> He's standing in the middle of the floor in, you know, in whatever place he's playing or they're playing and he's doing this dance. And I just basically say, thou, thou, that's unbiased. No, it's like every other Chicago announcer. We, we won. He did like a, a death walk or something for when the Bulls lose. Exactly. Like last night. Like last you know, basically, night. He's got it. He can't have it both. He can't have it just one way. You gotta have a dance, Chuck. If indeed the Bulls get their craniums beat in like they did yesterday, yeah, uh, slam something down or something. Maybe you do a Dracula walk. Maybe you (laughs) a Frankenstein or something like that. But it it is funny when I first see it, and then after about ten seconds, I'm going, "No, Chuck, stop, stop," you know. Q thought that there was something wrong with you when you were doing the dance. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. That that's how I mean I turn on, I, I get on Twitter and then I see Chuck Swarsky, who I, I've been following I followed in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he was a talk show host. Right, right. And uh, I see this dance and at first I go, huh. And then about ten seconds in I'm going, quit it. Down. Down. Because who knows? Maybe there's a player's wife watching from the other team. Yeah. That's the Bulls announcer. Okay? Right, right. They just won a one-point game against Orlando. You know what I mean? <laughs> For those who don't know, Chuck Swirsky is the radio voice of the Chicago yeah. Bulls and uh, has a longtime broadcaster. Did you ever oh, yeah. work with him or for him or anything like that? Uh, no, and uh, but I did go to see him. Uh-huh. I went to see him back when he did remotes. He worked for, I think, I'm trying to think WDAI. And at the time, I had aspirations of becoming a talk show host, and he did this um, show from a place, I believe at the time, was either called Buffoons or Lion's Den. Mm-hmm. It became the Lion's Den. It was on Irving Park, and he had the whole setup and everything. A lot of people were there. I enjoyed it. And that's one of the times I said to myself, boy, would I like to do this someday? You know? There you go. I mean, that's when I I, I said, wow. And then uh, Chuck left. 
for whatever reasons. And then, uh, you know, he's re- resurrected his uh, his career in a different way uh, mm-hmm. by being an announcer now. And, uh, you know, I follow him on Twitter, but the dance is great. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really is. That's how my dad danced after I got out of seventh grade the second year. <laughs> <laughs> he had fears of me in the first... He had fears of me being the first 15-year-old still in grade school. <laughs> yeah, he did the same type of dance. That's hilarious. What's up, my friend? How's everything going? Everything is going well. We are really churning out some outstanding programming. Uh, I'm really proud of the efforts by everyone here at the Barroom Network. And, you know, it's it's funny, Mike, because um, when you started in the business, you... Right. You started because of your entrepreneurial spirit, because of your, you know, working hard mentality, pushing boundaries, making things happen and so forth. And it's so outstanding that you're now, you know, a a co-owner of the Barroom Network because everybody else that is in the Barroom Network has that same spirit that you do. They, They just want to, you know, create something new and vibrant. I'm so proud of all the guys. And I think you've been a great role be. model for them. Well, leadership, number one, is important, as we've seen in every venue. Leadership's so important. You've been a great leader. You never have slacked off. Uh, quite frankly, I, we're going to take a couple weeks off because I've had enough of you for a couple weeks, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to take a couple weeks off for Christmas because we can. And, you know, but here's what I want everybody to know. Everybody here comes to play. That's all I see. Mm-hmm. I, I see it. They love it. If you're passionate about it, I'm as passionate about it now as mm-hmm. I was back. And by the way, mm-hmm. a happy birthday to who I determined to this morning to be the greatest Chicago Bear player who ever lived, Dick Buckus. Happy 79th birthday to a friend, a guy that I looked up to mm-hmm. growing up, a guy that made me watch the defensive side of the football when everybody in America was concentrating on the offensive side. There'll never be another player like this. He was better than Lawrence Taylor. Mm. He was better than any middle linebacker who's ever lived. He had a total of 49, folks, 49 turnovers, Mm -hmm. 22 interceptions, 27 fumble recoveries, recoveries in a nine-year career. 49th, almost a turnover every two games, destroyed anything in his path, was never, was always double and triple black, and still would destroy you. He wanted to hurt you. He captivated the city. And when I became friends with him, I mean, this is a guy whose poster, I, I slept on the back porch of our two flats, second floor we lived on. So it was, had, it, Four, it didn't have four walls. It had three windows, walls, three window walls, the mm-hmm. windows. So I had very little space. I had three posters in my room. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Raquel Welch. I had Dick nice. Butchkiss. And I had Pete Maravich up in my room. Wow, um, what a trio. Yeah. It's cool. I, it, well, they were just, I loved them. Yeah. And I have my Butchkiss poster. That my uncle gave me in 1964 with the long sleeve white mm-hmm. all jersey. They wear short sleeves now with the white C. It's been everywhere I've ever been. Mm-hmm. This poster. 
and it's framed. I'm going to show it later on on Twitter. Um, I revere the guy. He's from Roseland in Chicago, the South Side, which mm-hmm. gives him the nod and splits the vote also between Peyton and Sayers for me because I love them both too. Mm-hmm. So whatever day you feel like I've always, I, I told Gail this and it hurt his feelings at the time. Really? He said, who was better, me or Walter? <laughs> and I said, for one game, I'll take you every single time but for one season oh yeah if i need a whole season i'm taking walter mm-hmm. and he was sort of upset i go wait a minute i just said i'd take you over any running back including walter payton for one game mm-hmm. because nobody had games like him nobody exactly. not even walter walter had great games oh astounding games mm-hmm. but for just excitement and for frustration to the opponent I mean, Walter would come and say, I'll take all three of you and go in you. Gail would say, you're never going to touch me. Okay? So, it's Buckus. It's it's whatever day I get up, Peyton and Sayers. Ditka is the fourth greatest bear of all time. And, of course, Mitch Trubisky is my fifth favorite bear of all time. <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. It, I, I, my heart sang when I read Justin Fields' quotes this morning. What did he say? It sang because this is where you can a kid can grow on you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm established. I'm the only guy in America that's stuck with Mitch, and I'll stick with him all the way to the end. I think he's going to have a fabulous career mm-hmm. because he won. He said today, Justin Fields in the paper. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is win. And that's how I felt about Mitch. That's all we did. 160% of our games went to the playoffs. This year, okay, they're not even reaching. Our Bears are not even reaching Vegas' expectations. They're 4-8 against the spread. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, when they're supposed to cover, they don't. That's how bad they've been. But I said on my ESPN show last week, and I'm going to say it on Barroom, for all of us who and it, even they got me at the end, but I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. That cared about the quarterback position and basically nothing else. Shame on everybody. <laughs> because you need a team. And Justin Fields does not have a good enough team around him to even judge him. The fact that Mitch won with this team, even that, that, that they had a winning record, and then that CBS finally put it out on Twitter. People are scratching their head. 8 and 18 without him. 580 percentage with them. People scratch their head. Regardless of the reason, Justin Fields will never know how good he is if if he has the same type of teams that, for instance, Bobby Douglas had. Bobby Douglas used to tell me, Mike, they always blame me. Look at the roster. Mm-hmm. Look at the roster. You remember sure. George, George Farmer was our best receiver. <laughs> yeah, I remember. UCLA, George Farmer. <laughs> Don Shy was our best running back. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> Cyril Pinder was a guy we got from Philadelphia. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our best our best lineman was, was Dennis Lick, and he was half in the bag half the time. <laughs> he ended up having to go to rehab. 
You remember Lionel Antoine? <laughs> oh, my God. Lionel Antoine. I'm driving for the park district at the time with my uncle, uh-huh. who was a boss. We're driving down Granville. Mm-hmm. It's like 930 in the morning. Lionel Antoine, back in the days when they did this, uh-huh. <laughs> comes out of a grocery store, and I see him putting a pint of whiskey in the back of his pocket. I go, what's he going to <laughs> on his way to practice. Uh, I go, look, Joe, my Uncle Joe, it's Lionel Antoine. He goes, yeah. <laughs> we see him go into this grocery store. He comes out. It was on Winthrop and Granville. I'll never forget it. Pull over, pull over. We pull over. Here's Lionel Antoine. Back in the day, back in like 74, where a six foot seven black man stood out. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> putting the pine in his back pocket. I go, he's on, they practiced this morning. That's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, so Bobby Abilene told me the same thing. See, Bobby Abilene's got a drinking problem or had a drinking problem because he was blamed for everything. And those teams were horrible. Were they not? They were just bad football teams. And that's what we got now, folks. So, So true. So it, it it it's gonna be, and I even told Carmen this. They even got me at the end. <laughs> I thought, and this is another failure by Nagy and Pace. Right, right. I thought Andy Dalton had something left. <laughs> oh my God! What? And he still managed to throw for some yards, but the worst interceptions I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like they just took this guy off the street. That screen pass was pitiful that he threw. Uh, The way that, I mean, this is the guy they gave $10 to. They still got uh, Foles on the bench Mm. that that they haven't even played. I mean, my God, after the third interception, I would have yanked his ass and put Foles in. Why didn't Foles get a chance? I mean, I'm I'm not a Foles guy, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. See, everybody forgets. I, I stick up for Mitch, but I was a Watson guy. Mm-hmm. And these knuckleheads, what, didn't, what, they interviewed him once by going across the How you doing? Exactly. <laughs> What's up? Hey, we might call you. Yeah. Congrats on the championship. Have a good massage. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows that's going to happen? You know, so, but but that's who I wanted to begin with. And nobody, nobody, I don't remember. Hey, I want Mahomes. I want Mahomes. I want Mahomes. It was mostly to me, why aren't you playing? Why aren't you talking to Watson, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then they get this guy, Dalton. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy that says the week before, who had said at the beginning, I'm just here to help and to be the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm listening on the broadcast. They go, he hopes to continue to be a starter in this league. I go, this is the guy they gave $10 million to that's supposed to help, help Justin Fields? Yeah. No wonder Fields sits alone. Mm-hmm. I never saw Dalton by Fields, except when they run off the field, then he makes the courtesy, hey, how you doing? I don't know how they are in practice. Mm-hmm. But I'm supposed to be hearing about the development of the new guy. Mm-hmm. Get that, will you be? I'm supposed <laughs> to hear about the development of the new guy. Right, right. And 
I'm hearing that this guy has designs of still being the starter in the league, which was right here in Chicago, mm-hmm. regardless of what they wanted to do with Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I, I agree totally with your commentary wow. on that. That is so sharp. But I don't want to bury the lead here because five minutes ago, you said you had three posters on this on your wall. <laughs> and so there she is. There's Raquel. Welch. That's the one I had up. I was going to ask you, this had to be the one you had up. <laughs> well, the old man used to say, come on. I, I called you five minutes ago. I go, I, I used to say, I'm almost done. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you I was something. alone in my room with a candle going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. A I'm, tiny I'm, candle. Five or six years old, and my dad says, "Come on, get dressed. We're going to the movie." I go, "Oh, great!" So we get on. Uh, this is uh, we were living in New York at the time. We take the the train as I'm coming up out of the steps. There's the movie marquee, and up in sixty foot tall was this image. And I said, "Boy, this is going to be a good movie." <laughs> and they're all real. <laughs> she's eighty one. She's eighty one years old. Okay, yeah, things have yeah. things have gotten a little, you know, like everybody else. Uh-huh. But for the first. There's nobody been better. I mean, they they say to me, they go, I'm watching all these Pearl Harbor movies, right? And they got uh-huh. Betty Grable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, on the side of the planes. I'm going, she's a six compared to Raquel Welch. Absolutely. We had it much, much better with our pinup girls <laughs> down the line. Joey Heatherton, uh, uh, Raquel Welch, Elkie Summer, Ursula Andrews. These were all women that, could love you or break your neck at the same time. Oh, yes, that's exactly. Beautiful Amazon goddesses. <laughs> you. They look so they true. were Raquel Welch was larger than life. And she couldn't, I I, you know, she was a, a decent actress, not the best, mm-hmm. but there's no better woman. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Q wants to know she was if Puerto that, Rican, by the way, my that's friend. That's right. That's right. Q wants to know if uh you had any other uh women posters up on the wall over the years. No, no, was I have name. pictures of my wife now, uh, uh, uh <laughs> dotting the landscape, you know. Uh, but no, I mean, I but what was cool mm-hmm. was meeting some of these people. But I, I mean, for instance, I'm on an airplane, mm-hmm. okay, and I think I was going to the rush game when, when I did Chicago Rush football with Tom Dorsey. Tom had already left on another plane. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the plane. Rita Coolidge comes walking in. Okay? I loved Rita Coolidge. All right? If you don't know Rita Coolidge, just look her up. Long hair like my wife back when I met right. my wife. Right. Beautiful woman. Was married to Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. She did the James Bond theme. All time high, one of the greatest songs ever, and I got to talk to her, you know, mm-hmm. um, or Shirley MacLaine. Me and John Suntress are walking through the Bellagio, and we decided to go to this restaurant, and we were sitting three tables from Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. Naturally, we went up and said hi, and she asked us if we'd like some dessert. And you know what I said? I couldn't believe she asked. I go, no thanks. Why didn't I say yes? Yes, of course. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> Shaky comes up to me. He goes, did you just say no to Shirley McLean? I go, well, she was with her husband or at the time. I'm going, wow, at the Bellagio. <laughs> so that was great. So, you know, you run into these people. It's, it's great. It's beautiful. The other thing I want you to comment on, and this is hilarious. 
King Pookie Nation Alvarez, big fan of the show, big fan of you. He says that you remind him of Jimmy Hoffa. And he asks, is Mike North really Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think I reminded some. If you ask some of my old bosses, they'd probably tell you, yeah. He reminds me. <laughs> guy was organized. I was organizing back in the day, but yeah, I do have a little Jimmy Hoffman. I never noticed that. That is true. I, I mean, if I get the sideburns cut, I'm Jack Nicholson for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? I was going to say. You oh, by the way, Jack Nicholson as Jim, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. I don't care about Al Pacino. He hurts. He should have never been cast as Jimmy Hoffa. I'll be the first to say it in that movie. I agree. Yes. Uh, the Irishman. Yeah. You can cover it up all you want. Scorsese screwed that higher up. Now, if they wanted Pacino for something else, it's fine. Right. But there's no way. But Nicholson just buries Pacino as mm -hmm. Jimmy Hoffa uh, in the movie Hoffa. I think that might have been his last great role mm -hmm. because he's starting to lose a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Trying yeah. to Mike North is the cool uncle who snuck you beer when you were 16. <laughs> Listen, I had my nephews in a hot tub where we ate a one night we had a big party and I had a hot tub at the time in the back of our house in Park Ridge outdoors. Uh-huh. And it was snowing. And uh my nephews were like 16, 17 at the time. Mm -hmm. We all took a hot tub, but at the same time we passed around like a huge bag of pasta salad. So <laughs> things got a little out of hand. But yeah, he's right. I'm the I'm the uncle. Hey Mike, hey Uncle Mike, you know. And four thousand and, and baby, of course, you know. <laughs> Thank God for her. Jeez. Oh, absolutely. A godsend. Yeah. Uh, four thousand clover says, I'm ashamed of you, Mike. I thought you were a sailor. Yes, you should have told her, no, I'm buying you dessert, honey. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. I just I froze. Yeah, there was another. I, guess, I mean, just like when when I went to see Pope John Paul II, the you know, the last good pope. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the other day, did you see what this pope said? No, I haven't. Hey, extramarital sex ain't that bad. Go for it. It's no big deal. <laughs> well, that's my kind of pope. <laughs> Some guy was like this. <laughs> I'll be back in. I'll be back in an hour. I just got clearance. <laughs> Who said that? It's one of the commandments or something. Like if you do it, you're going to hell, and there's no pro, there's no parole or something. I don't know. That is outstanding. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, but the last pope before uh -huh. this guy, who uh, we went to see him, and we had front front pews because. Mm -hmm. We took 35 of our of my closest friends and families to Italy. And in part of the package was you get one of the first three pews when the Pope comes out. So he's like right. 10 feet from you. <sighs> the son of a gun wouldn't stop staring at me for five minutes once he came out. <laughs> uh oh. He's looking at me. Just me. There's like 40 people. And he's like, he's like this. I'm like, I, I elbow B. I go, why is this staring at me? I, I got to look straight at him. And then he looked down and started reading things in 25 different languages, and that was the end of that. But, I mean, my God. <laughs> he was trying to see if you were Damien or something. He goes, what are you doing? I go, and I got to be honest with you. 
I thought the Sistine Chapel, hey, look, I, the Sistine Chapel was nice. Uh huh. But from what I heard, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've been there. It's, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I go, I, there's kids from the Art Institute that could have done this. I go, what the hell's so good about this? But then you realize he did it by himself and laid on his bed. But to yep. me, as Sistine Chapel legendary quotes go, yeah, I thought it would be a 15 out of a 10. To me, it's a six. It's <laughs> yeah. a good paint job. That's it. Yeah. Right? I, I agree. I, all of the marvels yeah. in the world, like I, I went to Egypt and saw the pyramids. I was like, okay. Oh, now that. I, I was not that impressed. I mean, it was impressive, but you know, just the actual side of it. I haven't I seen this at Disney World. No, they don't have that at Epcot <laughs> anyway. No, they got it in Vegas, the Luxor. That's right, the Luxor. I'd rather go to the Luxor. Than- oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Four Thousand Clovers has a good story. He says he asked Pam Oliver for her phone number when he had color guard duty at a Chargers game. <laughs> But she wasn't feeling my flow. <laughs> That's good, 4,000. <laughs> Color guard, probably in the high school or something. Uh, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pam Oliver, you know, and I'm, I'm not a big Pam Oliver fan, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say this. If you are, you, you take a shot, and they just look at you, and then they walk on. <laughs> they, they, exactly right. There's a reason they have people surrounding them when they're doing sideline <laughs> reports. You know. like I'm uh, dying to get your thoughts on uh, – this right here. This is Rogers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rogers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. What do you think about that? Well, I'll say this. I don't like how he's flip-flopping, saying he was just saying it to the fans. And maybe he was. He wasn't saying it to the players. He That's barked correct. at them. That's correct. So I give him a lot of credit in the world for telling the truth, or maybe telling the truth. But, you know, the Bears, I don't think the Bears, and they do own. He does own us. He does. I mean, they're 12-and-a-half-point favorites or something uh, against us. This was not the plan. Uh, but I'll say this. He's a regular season hero. He's a stat stuffer. Mm-hmm. He's won one Super Bowl. You win the second one, you do it this year, fine. You're the number one. I just talked about the Bears being four and eight against the spread. The, the Packers are the best covered team in football. Yeah. I, I, ever since the first game when they sucked, they've been covered. And I'll tell you, number. and that's why Detroit's going to be a better team down the line. Detroit's covered eight out of 12. Now, they're staying within the number. They're making games tough. Look what they did to Minnesota. They ruined their whole season. Um, So here's how I'm viewing this. Mm -hmm. Because of the media bias towards Fields, because of the bias towards Fields by most Bear fans, I will be the first to say this to you. Mm -hmm. If we win this game, he bought himself four years. If we beat Green Bay, even if it's three to two, Justin Mm -hmm. Fields will be considered – one of the main cocks, he might have thrown three times. And it is possible to only three, throw three times in the NFL, folks. We and saw that with our own eyes. And that's why the guy's the greatest coach who ever lived. But if they beat Green Bay, who's a big favorite, mm-hmm. then all the puffy-chested people who basically 
now look like E.T. in the swamp because those chests have been riddled mm-hmm. with just a bad football team overall. And injuries, like I said here on the bar room, they, that Justin would get killed here. Mm-hmm. He'd get killed here. And, and, and they're going to try to do it with that line and with that pitiful, you know, but he's got to try. We got, they got to see what they got. Mm-hmm. They got to see what they got. But if he beats Green Bay this week, no matter what the score, he'll buy himself a year or two. He will. Well, and this is this is Aaron Rodgers yesterday when he was asked, uh, do you expect some kind of retribution from the Bears on that? He goes, that was directed at the fans. And then he went on to say this. I don't know you can uh, you can question a whole lot of what I said. You know, we have uh, have gotten the better of them the last, uh, I don't know, 27, 28 times we played them for the most part. So in order to trash talk, you have to have a lot of confidence in uh, what you've accomplished and uh, what you're going to accomplish in the future. At some point, what I said will be used against me. That's just part of it. But I have no, uh, you know, no regrets for saying what I said. And and uh, obviously, I think the the record kind of speaks for itself. I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> really, I really am. I hate his guts. I he know because he tells the truth, though. He tells us the truth, and we don't want to, or, or a lot of fans don't want to hear it. He knows what they've done. He mm-hmm. knows what kind of organization we have. When he hugs Justin Fields, he should probably say, rest in peace, you know, because, you know, he's got a, a football team that has has guys bailing out. I mean, I mean, Akeem Hicks, is he on the side of a milk carton right now? I can't find him. <laughs> We're not a lot of guys. I'm not saying this. And I'm not directed at any one person, but the injury report is huge. We mm-hmm. never know how severe the injuries are. Mm-hmm. So I know this. There are a few guys that bailed out already. Not Mac. Mac was legitimately hurt. Mm-hmm. I admire Rokon Smith for playing last week when everybody said he's not going to play. But I'd like to see Akeem Hicks out there. We need him, you know? And, and I'm not seeing him out there. And mm-hmm. that guy... To lose him on the line is like when the if the Ravens lost Terrell Suggs back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of player he's supposed to mean to us, Aldo. And <clears throat> this is funny. I was talking because of last week's show to some a PR person, and I'll have more on that next week about uh, my future endeavors uh, uh, according to some situations that I have. Uh, but But I'm just not seeing everybody on board. And I think if the record was turned around, mm-hmm. don't you get the feeling you'd see more guys on the field? I, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure of that. I know uh, Akeem Hicks has been quoted as saying, I want to be ready for the Green Bay Packers fan. Because he, he has expressed how much he wants to beat the Packers. I believe him. I believe him. And I saw him at Cleveland when he first started showing signs of an injury. This this guy was in pain and playing mm-hmm. you know, hard, but in pain. And so I don't doubt right. that he is legitimately injured. But I what I am concerned about is whether these number players, of injuries, yes, whether these players have quit on Matt Nagy, and I think what you're saying is, is something that I agree with. They have, for the most part, they, yeah. they're going out there with the same bravado and and effort that we saw in past years. I agree with you wholeheartedly, pal. I do, and uh, you know, we've gone back and forth on every position here. Look, I'm going to tell everybody this right now, and 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 this is the truth. We 
need a new defensive lineman. Akeem Hicks, if I became general manager tomorrow, I don't know if I'd bring him back next year. I might go with some younger, unproven guys. I mean, what happened to Eddie Goldman? You know, I mean, we have been counting. And here, how about this? I just talked about Justin Field if they win. Do you know if Green Bay loses to the Bears this week? Nagy's back. I'm telling you right now he's back. And Pace will be back. They'll say things got better. Fields did a good job. His last couple games, he he didn't turn to, you know, something. They'll take all the positives, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think these two guys are coming back next year. Now, if they lose 50 to nothing tomorrow, uh-huh. Matt Nagy, folks, is still 4-7 to seven to be the first coach fired during the season. Mm-hmm. So there's time left. Yep. And they're not even – how pitiful is this? Remember when the Trubisky – anti-Trubisky folks came on to me and they said, hey, we backed into the playoffs last year. That's why – well, now it's a normal playoff position, and we're not even in a position to back in. So, <laughs> right? Now it's normal, and we're going to see garbage. But as a gambler, I don't care. But how pitiful is the new NFL playoff system? Mm-hmm. Adding extra teams. And looking at those teams, they're garbage, most of them. Mm-hmm. And if the Bears would have beat Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. we'd only be one out. Yeah. From one of those wild card spots, right? You know, there is something wrong with the the way the whole playoffs are oh. set because I learned yesterday that the Detroit Lions are still mathematically in it. <laughs> that can't be. You can't have a league where a team that's won one game through fourteen weeks is still mathematically in the playoffs. That well, that's why they were jumping around. They weren't jumping around because they won their first game. Golf was jumping around going, we got a shot. We got a shot. <laughs> it's just pitiful. Listen, listen, now. You and I, you and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. The watering down of baseball, football, letting everybody in. I mean, should half the teams in the NFL be in the playoffs? No. Oh, no. No. And they've ruined it because they're greedy. Mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just hilarious to me when I look now in the AFC, you know, 10 wins might, you might have to have 10 wins to mm-hmm. get you in. Yep. But I liked it with 16 games. I liked it with four teams per, per league. That's mm-hmm. the way I liked it, but that's not the way to go anymore. We have to make some owners look better than they do and let some teams that might win, uh, go eight, nine in or night and eight. Yep, I agree with you. Yep. Getting back to the topic of what Aaron Rodgers says, 4,000 Clover says, Ronnie Lott said it best. This is a game about respect. And when someone disrespects you, you have to take that respect back by taking it out on their ass. Couldn't that's agree right. with Ronnie Lott more, and thanks for sharing that, 4,000 well, Clovers. That's what Buffon used to tell me. He goes, mm-hmm. little buddy, we knew, you know, we tried to win every game, but we do know this. We fought our ass off, and we hurt a lot of the people that played against us, but we just didn't have the team to win. Mm-hmm. But they still went out and tried to win. Tooch, mm-hmm. look at my guy, Tooch. Taking some time off from work for joining us. Thanks, Tooch. Yeah, thanks, Tooch. Uh, yeah, you, he's the man. And thanks for everyone yeah. who tunes in. Uh, really appreciate it. It makes the, the show more fun for me to share your comments to Mike and have them react to them. Merv says, uh, holy smoke, Mike, I swear I was thinking exactly that. Wow. It, which, which was which point you think 
uh, <laughs> probably all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I just look at the Chicago Bears. You got to build the lines first. Mm-hmm. We need a couple offensive linemen. We need one defensive lineman. I think we need a linebacker. Um, we need uh, two corners. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so they got to start their scouts. I don't know how good they are, um, but they got to start looking at that. Um, you need a backup quarterback. I don't want to see Dalton next year. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go with Fields, and here's another thing. If Nagy gets fired, I already know this. Somebody suggested Sean Payton. Yeah, what do you think about that? He would never come here. I don't think he, he would want the quarterback situation, number one. Nobody's fought but the Bears. I don't think he would work for this. He's a god out there. I think he'll be back. And here's the thing, though. I want to see Sean Payton do 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 it without Drew Brees. That's what I want to see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Josh McDaniel. I'm a Josh McDaniel guy, but Josh McDaniel's going to look at film of everybody. Maybe some of these guys wait for another job. Maybe they think working for the Bears organization, I, you know, that's why they get low level coaches. That's why Nagy got it. Mm. You know, they don't go out and get a blockbuster coach. Ditka wasn't a blockbuster coach. Wants that. Okay. He was a coordinator. They don't go out and get. Coaches like Marty Schottenheimer, you know, like Kansas City did. Kansas City goes, let's get Phil. Andy Reid got fired. Let's grab him. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. The Bears wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Belichick got fired. Let's go after him. No, you know, let's go after Josh McDaniel, maybe, who I would take because he can, he can coach. I mean, that's just the way it is now. Maybe the first time it didn't work out, but I'd love to see him run the Bears. And if I ran the Bears, I'd hire him. I'd hire I'll push, him. I'll push back a little bit. They they have in the past hired the hot candidate. They I want that with the hot candidate, and they have hired established coaches. John Fox went to two Super Bowls, so I think that they. I agree with that. That's a good point. And you know what? That's I'm. You're not cherry picking either, because you're right about both. The hot candidate one to me, I knew from the beginning he wasn't going to work out, but they wanted somebody. Honest to God, that that really looked like Ditka and was from Pitt, you know? Sure. It was almost like a clone. It was like that movie Dave mm-hmm. when Kevin Klein plays the president, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. So so that's what they did with Wancha. I won't deny John Fox, though. I thought, but they also went after Mark Trestman. Mm-hmm. They've lost. You're right. I, although it's not like we're both wrong. We might both be right. They, they're all over the board. Mm-hmm. For the most part, about who they want as their head coach. Mm-hmm. So, Q, you know, uh, Q asks, uh, "Who would you hire to be the next head coach of the Chicago?" Josh, I'd hire Josh McDaniel. I, I just yeah. think that he's been with Belichick long enough. He had a bad first start, but so did Belichick as a coach. That's right. With you the know, Browns, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I'd go with him. But here's another one. I if they. Go after another assistant. And by the way, I mean, I'm sorry, Eric B. Enemy. I don't want a Kansas City guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan left. Uh, Byron Leftrich. I've heard about him. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be a bum as a player. Here's what I do know: Jameis Winston from 2015 on led the league in turnovers. Guess who his coach was? Now his coach is great because guess who the quarterback is? Tom Brady. Okay, mm-hmm. which means. Tom Brady does his own thing. So I wouldn't hire him. I just would go with a winning. Look at what they're doing with this Matt Jones. 
We're only passing two, three times. And Josh Allen passed what? 30 times? Mm-hmm. All right. And remember this guy, Dable, was supposed to be, and I was even touting him as the Bears' next big coach. Oh. All of a sudden, him and the coach of Buffalo, head coach, are fighting. Because they're, <laughs> they're not doing all that. Yeah. So a lot of these guys that we like last year, mm. struggling a little bit this year, i go with the New England guy. What do you think about Tucci's question here? Do you think that Ryan Pace deserves to keep his job? You know what? He's done some good things. Robert Quinn. Robert mm-hmm. Quinn. Mm-hmm. We, we, I was the first one to – I called him Bob last year. I wouldn't even call him by his real name. <laughs> That's right. Now, he's, now I'm ready to add letters. Roberto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto Lini Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, that's how good – so he's done some good things. He's failed on the quarterback thing. I think he should have stuck to his guns. Nagy talked them out of that, and they talked each other into it, to put themselves in the position they're in now. So that's a giant size failure. But if they beat Green Bay, I'm here to tell everybody, and I think Eldo might agree, if they beat Green Bay, I think they're both coming back. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. The okay. the fans, You might be right. The fans are so upset that they're not going to forgive Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy for a victory in Lambeau Field because they know that the mistakes of the past – are hang too heavily on this team. This team. You just mentioned a list of needs for this team. And yeah. people are saying, I don't know if they should. Was I wrong? Them. You were absolutely right. I, absolutely. I think I hit them all. Yeah. I think I hit them all. Don't you? Right. I, I do. And, and Even so, a running back we could use too. Right. Well, that I don't okay. know. I think with Herbert and Montgomery, you're, you're solid there with a one-two punch. But the thing is, is that people are, are saying this roster that Ryan Pace has created is great. It was great in 2018. The yeah. roster now, it can't win five games. I, I doubt they're going to win another Agreed. game this season. So that's why, I don't, that's why I don't blame Justin now. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't blame Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trubisky won with this, and they were slipping the last year or two. Uh, you know, Mac plays a couple really great games a year. He's been very, very good. He knows he builds up his his credentials, but he hasn't been what he was. Mm-hmm. And none of them have a keen. I think Rokon Smith is a stud. I think he's being wasted. I mean, like Dick Butkus was wasted. We talked <laughs> yeah, about Dick Butkus. My God, yeah. that guy yeah. should have played in like five championship games, and he never got in the playoffs because it wasn't that structure. He'd get in the playoffs maybe now. They, you know, so. They just need so much. I think it's a five-year deal, man. We've mm. been down this road, you and I, about five times. Yeah. I don't yeah. think – I don't – and then when I hear somebody on Twitter today go, well, <laughs> Rodgers will be gone after this year. Don't ever believe that crap. <laughs> exactly. I heard this last year when they said money's not everything to him. Mm-hmm. He's he's a man of principle. He'll go do Jeopardy. No, he'll lose $30 million and he was in camp. He's not going anywhere. And by the way – Thank that you. head coach is a great head coach. He's yeah. a great head coach because that defense is playing great. Who do they got except the Bear? Mm-hmm. Who's that safety we gave up and let them take from us? Mm-hmm. Amos? Uh, Adrian Amos, yes. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. that so so Rodgers, in my opinion, is going to be – isn't going anywhere. I think things have calmed down. Mm-hmm. I see him. In, and that head coach, LaFleur – if they said tomorrow, I don't care if you – well, look, Mike, anybody looks good with Aaron Rodgers, 
I'll do the trade. Give us LaFleur. You could have Nagy. Green Bay would revolt. Green Bay would revolt. I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you. I don't know if you got to see this. You know what I do look like? I don't know. This is disturbing. I'm starting to think of Jimmy Hoffa every time I look at myself. (laughs) That is great. (laughs) You are starting to look at riddles here, Dolly. Uh, take a look at what John wrote here. I couldn't agree with him more. Tom Brady coaches Brian. Byron I gotta Lowe. listen first of all. I remember me and me and Dan Jiggis even fighting about this and other. I, I said he's not going to be worth the damn as a quarterback. I was right. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta hear that this guy could be our next coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, cut it, cut it out, folks. You know he's coming from a Tom Brady led team. Mm-hmm. You know why don't you grab the guy? that developed, helped develop Brady and Josh McDaniel, okay? Mm-hmm. That was there as things got better and better. Mm-hmm. Not the guy that inherits Tom Brady. I mean, come on. And he's absolutely right about that. Yep. No coach is telling Tom Brady how to play football. Sorry. That's for sure. Um, yeah. One of the things that you made me aware of, I think it was last year, that Jerry Reinsdorf was content with being in second place. And well, so – Tooch has a good question here. He's asking, is Bears management content just to sell history and to the tradition to the fans as long as the profits are good? What a mess the Chicago Bear organization is. They have the smallest stadium in existence. It's a lease deal with the Chicago Park District. Okay. Talkies, right? <laughs> My God. I mean, you know. One minute, one minute, the guy from the park district's on the phone going, yeah, we're going to put the turf down, Mrs. McCaskey. And the next minute he's going, they did what to that lifeguard? You know what I mean? Yes. So, wait. Yes. Yeah. Tui Beach needs cleaning up. Yes, Mrs. McCaskey. Yeah, we, we're going to paint the refreshment stands. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's who's running this clown show. Yeah. That's who's running this clown show. We have... Our antiquated owners, antiquated uh, a system, bad stadium, bad deal. I don't know if they're going to Arlington Heights. I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about the deal since the Bears said, we're really looking at their property. You know what? I look, when I went to California, I looked at the Hearst Castle. I, could, I couldn't buy it, though. I looked at it, though. <laughs> You know, yeah. I got 10 bucks on me, B. What do you think? You know? <laughs> Hurst Castle, 10 bucks. No. <laughs> so are they really going to build? And then when you hear teams building $5 billion stadiums and they're looking at $2 billion stadiums, you know it's going to be, you know, if they could put up a tent like Barnum and Bailey does for their circus to be their roof, they would do it. That's yeah. the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, high time that the Chicago Bears do something with sell. the top levels of management. Yeah, sell no. or just bring in somebody like a Jim Finks who takes over the whole operation and tells the McCaskey family, go away, go count your money. Yeah, here's what I'm going to say. Virginia McCaskey, I don't care how old you are, my mother is celebrating her 92nd birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My Happy mother's birthday, watching Paul. football now and critical of your, of your organization. And she's 92. <laughs> she goes to me the other day. They're playing there. And my, mother ne- my mother never talked sports or watched sports. But now she watched sports because her, her companion, mm-hmm. her guy friend, watches mm-hmm. it when he comes over. Mm-hmm. Younger man, 88. 
And uh, <laughs> she goes to me the other day. They can't. That Aaron Rodgers is something. I go, I was in shock. I go, Mom, the Bears expected the quarterback to just walk in and beat this guy. Nobody's going to beat him in the regular season. So we're talking. My mother's that, talking to me about Aaron Rodgers. That's awesome. She sees him, she sees him on the news mm-hmm. for the other stuff, for COVID and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she goes, well, why does he get away with that? I go, there's two people that could get away with having COVID. LeBron, he only have it for a day or two. Then he moves on. And Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. Those are the two guys. Yeah. I don't need no vaccination. While the NBA says they have a 97% vaccination rate, and I look at the people with COVID, the numbers don't jive. The numbers, <laughs> they, because you know what happens? They come to New York to play, and you got to take the test. Yeah. And if you got positive tests, you can't play in New York. That's where you find out about these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't believe 97% of anybody in any league in any venue of sports is vaccinated. I don't. Maybe 90, maybe 88, but I don't believe 100% of those independent athletes, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Show me the list. Show me the now, list. Don Burr has joined us. He is the greatest Detroit Lions fan around. Do you have any advice for Don on how to survive all of the – putrid Detroit Lions teams uh, he's cheered for over the years and will in the next yeah. hundred years. <laughs> yeah, get rid of your get rid of belts, your shoelaces, your uh, the rope, uh, and don't keep any chairs around, Brooks. Your new name is Brooks. But I do like your team. I like your co- I like I like your coach. I love your coach. Yeah, I love great. that guy. He's a great I guy. I love that guy. I love Campbell, man. He doesn't know all the rules yet, but he's he's a good no, guy. No, <laughs> he can't call a play to save his life, but I love the guy. <laughs> That's another issue. Yeah. He just looks like, you know, he's the kind of guy that walks in the bar and says, I'm going to kill somebody, and half the people faint. <laughs> I'm going so to beat somebody's ass, and your eyes get wide. <laughs> that is true. That he guy's does, a monster. He does that remind guy me. Play. Yeah, he should. He does remind me a little bit of Ditka and his. Oh yeah, style, right. Oh yeah, that's I why I think to... he might make it. I think, but but the play calling. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> it's I best. mean, it's like third and twelve, and he's handed the ball off. I mean, come on. What is is it with these coaches that oh! they, they want to call plays? You've never done it before. <laughs> Matt Nagy did this for six games for KC, and now he wants to come over here and do it. I'm. I'm watching Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Okay. I have Baylor. I'm doing well. It's 14 to nothing Baylor. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Baylor's got the ball on their own 40. Uh-huh. Fourth and third and two, and they go for it. They don't make it. Oklahoma State comes down and scores. That is now, what. Baylor's player saved his ass. His name is, believe me, I looked him up. Dave Adande. <laughs> How do you go for it from your own end with a 14 nothing lead to punt the ball down mm-hmm. and make them work their way? You gave them the ball on your own 43, mm-hmm. and then they scored a touchdown. Yeah. Now, you won the game, and you covered. Thank God. But you should I, – I am telling you, the number of coaches in the first quarter this year in college and pro, mm-hmm. especially in the pros, that go for it, on fourth down, 
I'm telling you right now, the nerds have taken over. If your if your life is based on analytics, that that doesn't take hard into consideration, emotion, temperament, temperament, well said. conditions, conditions. Oh, it says here, go for, go for, go for it on fourth and two. Mm-hmm. No, if you're in field goal range, kick the damn ball, kick the ball, mm-hmm. get a lead. I mean, I cannot believe that the number of people that thought John Harbaugh going for two was the right move. I cannot. Mike Greenberg says, I love the move. Mitch Moss goes, boy, that was a great move. That's like saying, I love the bridge that we built, and then the bridge falls when you're halfway through it. I love the bridge. You lost. Run for it. If it would have been a better pass, that's the point. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's not a. You kick the field goal, and then to listen to John Harbaugh after the game go, well, we were basically almost out of corners. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You're going into overtime with Big Ben, who's still good. I knew he'd come back in like he does. Mm hmm. You go and you got Big Ben though, okay. You got Lamar Jackson over here, mm-hmm. and you got the best kicker who ever lived on your team, and you are going for two, <laughs> and people believe it's a good play, and mm-hmm. you lose, and now Pittsburgh. Oh, it was a great play for Pittsburgh. It was their one game back. The one game back because of being miscoached. Period. I don't care what John Harbaugh's done. That was stupid. You're that was stupid. You had that game. Man, I love it. You you need to be doing and now look at him. You need some water. <laughs> you need to be doing analysis for one of them. Well, they won't hire me because I'll tell the truth and everybody will be mad. Get rid of them. Don't get calls from all the teams. Hey, I heard that North guy. He told the truth. Get rid of his ass. He (laughs) said I should have gone for it. Or are you kidding me? I'd be gone. It would be the best telecast ever. You can have the guy. What's his name? Lou. What's the guy's name? Um, Lou Canellis. No, our guy in the Monday Night Booth, Riddick. Oh, uh, Louis Riddick. Yeah. Or you could have the other guy, Greasy, the, the the company man. (laughs) <laughs> big time <laughs> oh god I don't oh my god you from what a slurper he is what a slurper <laughs> and, and, and and it's just disgusting and 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 seriously i would go slurper. the first time he goes something like boy that was a great pass by the quarterback you got to have that ball it was high it was high <laughs> a good quarterback puts it that's what i would do Instead, I got to hear, hey, have you heard Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. Hey, him and Eli go, <coughs> isn't that great? Yeah. And they laugh sometimes. Are you kidding me? I got yeah. my life on the line with these bets. I got to listen to those two clowns? No way. No way. <laughs> you know what? I put it on mute and listen to Connie Francis. Because <laughs> I, I play who's sorry now if I'm losing. <laughs> I'm sorry now. Sorry now. 
How is she not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The woman sold the woman sold 115 million records in like 10 languages. And I got to see where everybody else is getting in the Hall of Fame and she's still out there alive and not in. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Hey, uh, I don't want to forget to ask uh, cuz Q asked it about a half hour ago. He says, "Do you have any advice for his Cincinnati Bengals who last week were 41 to 22 losers at home?" against the Chargers, and this upcoming week are at home again uh, against the 49ers. I they bet that a, game. I uh, bet that game. I lost. Oh, I bet oh, the Chargers game? I bet, the, I bet Cincinnati, though. Okay. Um, and they suck. <laughs> you're, you're playing at home. Mm-hmm. You get off to the bad start. Burrow didn't look all that good, but some of the guys didn't show up. You can't let San Diego or L.A., excuse me, come in and, and do that to you. You can't. So yeah. I, I was very disappointed in them. Um, you know, I, I think you're expected to win against this. Uh, I, I forgot who they're playing here. Let me check real quick. I got it right here. Uh, they got the 49ers uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah. And the 49ers. I mean, you know, everybody talks about, I mean, some of these teams got great players and they're not winning. The 49ers are 500. Yeah. So, you know, all I keep hearing is about this Kyle Shanahan guy. Yeah. He was another guy that went for it at midfield on fourth and two about a month ago, and I lost the bet because of him. It didn't yeah. make it. They came down and scored. I mean, yeah. I don't understand. The dorks and the nerds have taken over. The kids that <laughs> the kids that you took money from on the playground have taken over the world and the world of football. Are you kidding me? They said they would. <laughs> My God. Not to our faces, but they said. Man. No, they someday. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, North. Yeah, it happened. Wow. But I'm just saying. I look at the at the script. Here's another thing. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking. I'm taking the Bears. And what are they getting? The Bears right now are getting twelve and a half. You're gonna take the twelve and a half? I'm taking it. Whoa! Come on, Whoa. Justin. The dorks and the nerds versus everyone is right, Q. <laughs> My God. Yeah, he says that's a t-shirt, man. <laughs> we, had a dork in our, we had a dork in our class. He wet his pants and then he denied it as his pants were soaked. <laughs> He's now running CBS. <laughs> he gave that's almost seventeen million. <laughs> when he should have gotten seventeen thousand a game. Boy, is he tear. He had a, he was he was good for a year. He was good for a year. <laughs> Romo can Romo's like me, you know. <laughs> I made it, and so did he, and he. neither one of us can believe it. I keep, you just keep coming. Keep coming to work. 17 million bucks for that guy. Chris Collinsworth got 12 million. And now I got to see he's got a clone called his son who acts just like him. Yep. Have you seen his son? Yes. Have you seen his son? I have. I was like, what? Oh, shucks. I'm going, No. <laughs> And then, and then Tiger's got a son, Charlie? No. <laughs> and then, of all of them, of, and Chris Collingsworth's pretty good. Yeah, he is. Of all, but yeah, 10 times better than Romo. <laughs> and 10 times and better than out of, out of all of them. I mean, Troy Aikman's not bad. He's hung over half the time. He looks hung over half the time. And he giggles a lot on Thursdays. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I can't believe some of the announcers 
that 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 are just getting paid all that chris sims mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep and and that remote contract has upset the whole sports broadcasting oh, world. It made I, money for everybody exactly well, bam McNeil told me this bam mcneil said you made money for everybody when you got your big deals i go i i that's good yeah, and you know what once once i walked away from the other the deal they were going to give me and i didn't like it mm-hmm. then everybody lost money that's how that works yeah it, they, everything they, you know comes back so so mm-hmm. i i just think romo getting 17 million is absurd i'm not it, saying it, the guy shouldn't do it mm-hmm. i'm not saying the guy it shouldn't be the announcer but come on come <laughs> yeah. on I never watched the game because Tony Romo's doing it. (laughs) Big deal. He predicts a play that's going to (laughs) happen. I I do that. He knows the signals. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, I understand he's got some things that, you know, he does a couple good things, but he also, he's slow on on the clock management. He's Mm -hmm. slow on what the coaches are doing. He's got, he's got some hesitancy, you know, but like my friend Paulie Howard says, uh, from Visit, he says, and Cosell warned everybody of this about the Jacks in the booth. Mm-hmm. It's the like Drew Brees. It's the only profession. Our profession mm-hmm. is the only profession where you need no experience to start at the top. Yeah, how about with, with, it? And, and that's what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I've never asked. Does everybody want to see what Drew Brees has to say? I don't know. I don't yeah. care. I, I find them incredibly boring. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I like the NFL today. You had a gambler. You had a beautiful-looking lady that knew some, something about the game. Mm-hmm. You had uh, uh, Irv Cross, who was a former player, and you had Brent. It all worked. Yeah. And nobody wants to duplicate that. Nobody. The first thing I'd do if I took over CBS Sports, we're doing the NFL today for me the way it was. That would be and awesome. We're gonna we're gonna get a, a handicapper on here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get an established dude. Maybe I hire um somebody that's about 35, 40, 45, no Costas, none of this crap. Mm-hmm. Bob Costas, by the way, is on his fifth talk show at HBO. They're gonna try to get it right this time. <laughs> Believe me. Same people keep getting the same. same <laughs> Why <way>. is that? <laughs> How does that? I've never watched one second of it. And by the way, real sports, when I see it's on, gone. Click. So, you know. <laughs> Not a gumbo fan, huh? <laughs> so, man, another one. Soul Dad's on her 10th job, too. You know what I mean? My God. CNN, oh, ANN, WGN. God bless her. God bless them all. Yeah, but, well, I, like, I like, you know, it's great. Greg Gumbo. They're from Chicago. Greg is 75 years old. He looks good. Yeah, that is. He does look good. A hell of a toupee. Oh, my gosh. He's been wearing that toupee for decades, man. I think he got it from Clarence McClain. (laughs) From the Mod Squad? Never known. The mayoral candidate, you knucklehead, remember? Oh, that's right. I'm thinking Clarence Williams. Right? Looked like he had a beaver on his head. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right, Mike. It is time for, you know what? I I, I'd like to be honest with everybody. I haven't heard, but I don't know if we won last night or uh, last week or not. Uh, I think we I think we won. I think I think, I reversed, I, I think we took uh, L.A. They won, but I reversed on myself when I got different reads on Sunday. That happens sometimes, but yeah. that's not going to happen this time. 
I got two games. You got two winners for us, huh? I I'm not, can't. I'm wait. not promising. Yeah. I need a winner. I need Do you really? I've been doing the NBA. It's been going pretty good. You've been doing that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I didn't bet last night, which is a good thing because I was going to bet on the Bulls to cover. And they, you know what I had more. last night? Uh-huh. I had the Bulls light, lost that game. Mm-hmm. Then I hit the Heat. Okay. And they beat Milwaukee straight up. And it just seems like when you have two, three guys missing from a team, mm-hmm. you bet that team. Miami was missing uh, Jimmy Butler. They were missing like two, three guys from the COVID thing. Even right. though the whole league's vaccinated, they were missing guys from the COVID thing. Everybody's vaccinated. And it's, they all think we're stupid. And and I took them and I covered. They won the game outright. So, uh, you know, cool. hopefully we could do that. Now, uh, I am going to go with two games. I am going to go. No, I don't want to hear from you. I'm mad at you. <laughs> it's a serial yeah, lady. You gave me the bad news the other day. I'm taking the 49ers minus one and a half. Okay. Against Cincinnati, against Q. Sorry, Q. Sorry, Q. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to take the Giants uh, getting 10 against the L.A. Chargers. Uh, <laughs> he says the Giants no. no, I didn't have your number. <laughs> I love Q. We've been going in. He is the best. I love you. He's loyal. He's loyal. He's a good guy. He's been listening to me since the Fox days. Yeah. Talked to Andy Furman the other day. The great Andy Furman. By the way, Kirk Herbstreet, don't do us any favors. Oh, see, Cincinnati got in so you can stop crying. Seven years it took for a team that's out of that fight. Don't give me that crap. I'm with Tim Brando. Brando took a shot. You're trying to tell everybody they had to run the table. And if Oklahoma State wins, then maybe they're out. But Andy Furman, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and somebody said, well, they're going to get killed. Everybody gets killed in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. They all get murdered. They never – the favorite's always covered. So if they lose 30-3, to three, guess what, folks? That's nothing new. It's good yeah. to see somebody new. And to Jim, my boy Jim Harbaugh. Beat George's ass. They don't deserve to be in. Beat them. Because if you beat their ass, those beat the I, I was stationed out there. Good people. Good people. Gusta, Atlanta. But beat their ass. Because you know what? If you lose by 17 mm-hmm. in a conference championship, I don't care what you did before that. Right. You lost. Yes. That's I what agree. they're set up to do. I agree. Look, don't do that anymore. Okay, Aldo. We're going to be off for a couple of weeks. We are going to be off. On I'm going to go get a crew cut because I'm looking like Jimmy Hoffa the more we go on. <laughs> I got a, one last thing before you go. I'm waiting for Dolly to bring me coffee. <laughs> um, I forgot. Danny DeVito is a bodyguard at four foot four. How's that? <laughs> Oh, man, this has been a great show, a great show to finish off the year. The Mike North Advantage is going to return in January, and by then, Mike will look even more like Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Bring some of the Teamsters with you. What do you Let think? Let me tell Jimmy everybody Hoffa this. Is? I want to wish everybody at the bar room, all the people that listen to us, all the people that listen, uh, watch us, all the people. I want to thank Eldo, first of all all the time he puts into the station. I want to thank everybody at Barry Barroom. We're coming back in January, but you know, we'll, we'll, um, we're going to take some time off because we can. And uh, because although if the bears win, I'm calling either Buffon or I owe the Parisi's a call. Yes. 
not to come out. I think they just want to ask me something, and I'm sort of afraid to dial the phone. <laughs> I go, am I coming on? They go, no, we want to talk to you about something. <laughs> so I'm dodging them a little bit. And then, of course, we got Johnny Buffon. We got the Parisis. We got uh, 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 Allison. We got, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, Heidi, K, Q, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the listeners, too. Just tremendous people. Uh, uh, our guy Joey, um, Tooch. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that started at the bar room, you know. Greg Braggs. The you Greg know, I'm sure he tunes up. in. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. What's to say? You know, I'll be close. He'll be close. Q like they have those points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's talking. Look to at Tooch. You know what? Yeah. Tooch is running the show now. I see him. He's got. He's selling the picks. Doing well. He's doing well. I give well. him away for free. I give away for free. <laughs> when you when you're able to sell picks and be successful at it, you're doing something right, right? Hey, if you find five guys, it's okay. That's right. Why is your guess? I mean, I'm seeing people now. I mean, I turned on the show, and uh, you know, now everybody's predicting games. You know, <laughs> I put, can't you predict. Know. Shit, man. I Lee listen Corso, to you. Lee Corso, take give me Cincinnati. <laughs> Quick, get the paddles. <laughs> Mike, you're the best. We'll see you soon. As soon as Mike goes on the street, by just a little. <laughs> I love it. All right, as buddy. soon as Matt Nagy is fired, I'm giving you a call. All right, brother? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on one of the shows. I'll go on. Malcolm on them all. All right, buddy. Okay, bye-bye.